Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. You know, with service type businesses, this is where you start playing in a, a weird world of finding a mix between affiliate marketing and influencer marketing. Because there are a lot of businesses that have created thought leadership channels, communities, groups, and profiles, um, but they're traditionally affiliate marketers. So they're looking at bringing you in new business for a commission of that new lead or that new uh, client, um, but they are doing it through ways of social media and influence. There just wasn't a lot of people in our client base that were huge sports nuts or into a lot of the athletic things. So I thought, shit, how the hell would I use these sports influencers? Um, because now it's a complete pop shot for me to try it because I have no idea where to start. And now hearing you say specifically, you need to know what their client base are. Do they have the business owners and the likes? How the hell do you find that information? And in this day and age, I can tell you that the whole idea of influencers, influencer marketing, you know, there's there, you're either all the way in or you're tiptoeing around the outside trying to figure out how the hell do I actually do this kind of stuff? How do I find influencers? Should I be using influencers? How do I mean, there's so many things that swirl around this whole influencer game. So I'm stoked to bring Brandon on to talk about this. But Brandon, where the hell does a business owner you know, who's three, four years in building kind of this, this business model, they've heard all about influencer marketing, where the hell does somebody start when they start thinking about influencer marketing? Yeah, you know, I think uh, influencer marketing, it's been around forever. Uh, you look at, you know, boxes of Wheaties back in the day with mm -hmm. Olympic athletes. And so um, we've always been getting influenced. I think now with social media being as present as it is, um, the, the name uh, of an influencer has developed and changed uh, dramatically. And so it's made um, creating influence online to fan bases more accessible for businesses because you have a whole range of influencers. You don't have to go to the gold medal winner from the Olympics or the number one uh, player in the world to create that level of influence. You have what are called micro influencers. And so for a new business that's really starting out, um, you know, that's still a new world to them. Um, Micro-influencing is uh, still a, a pretty uncommon uh, theory across a lot of businesses, but it's where a lot of people are trending because you have 
a much more engaged fan base, although it be smaller. Um, they trust their, their influencers a lot more. They're a lot more engaged. They want to follow them and they're a lot more affordable. And that's really the big keyword when it comes to influencer marketing is affordability because you have so many brands that shy away from it because they just off the bat don't think that they can afford it. Um, and, you know, for ourselves, uh, we, we work um, at Millions. We work with over 4,000 athletes. Um, and those athletes range from, you know, just starting their career, collegiate level athletes, um, new into professional sports and, and just drafted all the way to some of the biggest athletes in the world. And so obviously there's different price ranges um, throughout the scale, but uh, we've seen it time and time again where, you know, small brands can come in and even with small budgets of a few hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks can run really great campaigns with influencers and it, it really changes your business. Yeah, it's, it's well, so for me, the, when I think about influencers, I, I instantly think of Instagram mm -hmm. and like for us, our client base may be on Instagram, but it's never been a platform, you know, that we have doubled down on to say, okay, we're going to go all in on, on, on Instagram. We've played a lot more on LinkedIn and we've pulled hundreds of thousands of dollars out of, you know, business out of that platform. Are these microfluencers everywhere? Are they just Instagram? I mean, can I find people on LinkedIn and the likes that, that would do this kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, you have influencers no matter what platform you're on. Um, they just look different, right? On Instagram, um, influencers tend to be ones who are content creators. Um, on TikTok, they tend to be ones who are video creators or people who are doing live streams. On LinkedIn, you're looking at a lot more thought leadership, people who are daily posting about different thoughts, different trending topics, and how to address and apply that to your business. Um, and, you know, even this podcast, right? Like it's, it's about finding different ways to grow your business, different growth modes. And that's um, what LinkedIn specializes in is the influencers on there are business leaders, business owners, and thought leaders who can help provide that day-to-day -day content um, of support to your business and, and things that you can create takeaways from. So those influencers exist uh, on any platform that you're on. So yeah, the other thing that I think about when I think about influencers is it, it seems to be more product-based. Like they can say, hey, wear this shirt or, you know, drink this bottle or, you know, I'm, I'm cooking with this hot sauce or mm -hmm. some crap like that, you know, depending on the platform. But when you're talking about a service-based company, maybe they're a consulting firm, maybe they're, you know, a SaaS type company, you might be able to test the software and things like that. But where does influence come into play there when they're like, so let's try like a, like a consultant. Maybe they have... Like, like for us, we have the Badass Business Summit coming up in September, mm -hmm. um, and our target audience are these small service-based business owners. How the hell would we use influencer marketing to reach a 35 to 55 plus audience that are all service-based business owners? How would we use influencer marketing to try and get those people to come to a summit? Is that a doable thing or is that wishful thinking on my part? It's definitely a doable thing. Um... And, and I will say that, you know, with service type businesses, this is where you start playing in a, a weird world of finding a mix between affiliate marketing and influencer marketing, because there are a lot of businesses that have created 
thought leadership channels, communities, groups, and profiles, um, but they're traditionally affiliate marketers. So they're looking at bringing you in new business for a commission of that new lead or that new uh, client, um, but they are doing it through ways of social media and influence. Now, you'd be surprised. So at, um, you know, at, at Millions, like I mentioned, we work with over 4,000 athletes. And what's really cool about what we've done is we, we've been able to explore through the tools we've developed um, who these athletes' fans are. And you'd be surprised, even on Instagram, um, how many of these athletes have businesses that follow them, have uh, entrepreneurs that follow them, have small business owners that follow them. We've pulled over 1,200 different categories, not just an individual sports fan, of people that follow these athletes. So you can look at those same tools across any market, not just sports, but we can look at that in business. We can look at that in traditional content creators, and you can look um, at who follows them and identify all these different groups. So um, when you're thinking of influencing it's uh, and, and using an influencer for your marketing tactics and trying to find someone who aligns to your business, that's the first key is who is the right influencer for your business? Who follows them and what categories follow them? And is that going to apply to my business? So if you're a product base, you want someone who has a lot of individuals who follow them, who match those demographics that are your target demographics. But if you're a business and you're trying to find serviceable businesses, you want to find um, profiles that have businesses following them or business owners who are following them or entrepreneurs, startup owners, things that you can immediately be able to address with your type of content that you're collaborating on. So there is the ability, even for service-based businesses, to use influencer marketing. But the challenge is that this data that I keep talking about, it's not easy to get as an individual. So that's typically where you have to rely on kind of other platforms or other businesses who do have access to that data um, in order to, to help support you in connecting and collaborating with the right partners. Because... Uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure I don't have to tell you so many people try working with influencers and they don't get ROI. And it's because of two reasons. One, people aren't stupid. So if they see an influencer post something that they've never heard of, never seen before, they're not just immediately going to buy. You're maybe going to get a few sales from it. You're going to get a few transactions from it. But influencer marketing is a very long term game because you need them to create authenticity amongst their fan base. You need people really thinking, wow, they use this product and this business all the time. They trust it. And so now I, because I've repeatedly seen it, I'm going to trust it and I'm going to go give it a try. So that's kind of one is that longevity. Two is finding the right influencer. People think following means sales. So they say, okay, this person has 50,000 followers, 500,000 followers, 5 million followers. I'm going to pay them money and they're going to make a post. And if only 1% of those people convert to a sale, I'm good. And it's just, that's not the right way of thinking about influencer marketing. So the, the two kind of key things that people need to look for is how do I identify the right fit for my business based on their audience that they're reaching? And how can I afford or create some kind of relationship that I can get more long-term use out of this partnership other than a one-time post.
Hey, Donnie Bobine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking, and I just wanted to jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two-way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com and i look forward to seeing you there so uh, that makes sense i hadn't thought about influencer marketing as a long-term play i i beyond thought about it as a transactional move like okay cool i have an energy drink they say drink this energy drink like you see a mm -hmm. tv commercial type deal and you sell it so that that's a good reframe to think about it as a long-term play so <laughs> We'll go with athletes even. Yeah, you know, I after I interviewed Matt, I, I pulled my my clientele and said, you know, who are some of your famous sports athletes? Who do you follow? And I got fucking crickets. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there just wasn't a lot of people in our client base that were huge sports nuts or into a lot of the athletic things. So I thought, shit, how the hell would I use these sports influencers? Um, because now it's a complete pop shop for me to try it because I have no idea where to start. And now hearing you say specifically, you need to know what their client base are. Do they have the business owners and the likes? How the hell do you find that information? Yeah. So it's taken us years to really develop that. Um, you know, at first when we launched millions, we wanted to help some of our personal friends who are athletes and help them launch their own brand and kind of create a channel that they could develop. Uh, and then millions developed from there. We, we really realized that that problem didn't just exist amongst, you know, our network, uh, didn't just exist in combat sports. It kind of existed across all sports for all athletes. If you're not in that top 1% of athletes, mm -hmm. no one's really supporting you. And so we wanted to offer, uh, kind of a, a very, a large variety of support to these athletes and building their, their own brand and building their own channels. As we started to develop that, you know, we, we're kind of a three-sided marketplace. We support the athletes, they draw in their fans who we also support. And then now that we have this great relationship between the athletes and their fans, we've started to work with a lot of brands that have come in to tap in to both sides of those uh, of that marketplace. And so as we've worked with brands, one thing that we noticed was a huge issue was none of them really knew who they would want to work with or who would represent their business very well. Traditionally, some brands have done a lot of TV marketing and TV advertising for different sports. But even then, you know, aside from telling us, hey, here's um, uh, the sport we're interested in, they really didn't have much detail to get. So this is where we had to understand, OK, well, who are you trying to target? What is your objective? What is your goal as a business? Who are you trying to target? And our team, because we got to know the athletes very well and their fans very well, um, started to develop ways to match and smart match kind of these brands and the demographic they're going after and who the athletes uh, that would fit that campaign would be based on who follows them. So we created thousands and thousands of points of different data um, and it was all kind of internal for a while. And, and that's where we just launched our, our new tool, um, which 
kind of makes sports marketing easier. So for a brand, you come in, you explain what you normally would have explained to us. Here's my budget. Here's what I'm trying to achieve. Here's the demographic. Can you do that on, mil- on millions.com or is that somewhere Yeah, else? it's on millions. So it's our new AI campaign builder that, that we're launching. It's available for early release right now, but people can go, they can sign up to it. They can uh, use as a chat GPT model. So you can go and converse with the tool and say, this is what I'm trying to do, my budget and who I'm trying to go after. And it, prepares for you a the best type of campaign based on what you're trying to do so if you need content if you you're trying to do social you're trying to create influence you want to create more long-term authenticity versus one-time uh kind of relationships it'll help identify the best um uh the best method to go with but then it'll smart match you to all the athletes that fit within your budget and who um, have a higher percentage of your demographic that you're trying to target that way you can create. The, I don't want to sound right like a commercial for millions, but but that that's a brilliant move on y'all's part. Yeah, because there's a ridiculous amount of value in there because you know when you think of any sort of marketing spend or advertising spend, you know, uh, sometimes you're guessing until you start figuring things out. So if you can shortcut that process, that's huge. Yeah, and and you know? and look like it's there's thousands of marketplaces to find influencers. Um, and it really depends on what kind of business you have. So, you know, before millions, I, I had another business that I built that was a consumer product business. I built that for about six years. It, it got acquired in 2019, but I was looking for influencers for that. And there was a specific marketplace just for the niche of, of industry I was in um, that I could find all the influencers in my space for ambassadors, influencers, uh, professional, uh, professionals within that specific niche. So um, there's these marketplaces all over the place. But what none of them really help you do is identify who the right fit is for you. They're very like laundry list, like you can search by sport or YouTuber or by industry, but then you'll have a price list and it's up to you to still figure out kind of who they are. Um, and right. who's the right fit. So we really wanted to it's make that almost easy like you need you. a consultant for for that information. Exactly. And and that's there are consultants and, and it's it's a it's still such a fresh game out there, even though there are thousands of marketplaces and there's tens or hundreds of thousands of influencers. It's it's a sea out there. And if you don't know how to, you know, captain that ship, like it's easy to get lost in. You know, so. I'm just curious on millions as well, because I really want to try and figure that out. If we can use the platform, that's the real thing is, is are all of your athletes traditionally on Instagram? Is that that like your main platform or do they have other accounts and things that they're involved in? Like yeah. if I wanted to find an athlete that was on LinkedIn in particular, you know, are, are could I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we would be able to pair, pair you with uh, athletes that have YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. So those are kind of the major ones that we pay attention to. Um, I would say that like most athletes are not going to have um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn yeah. um, some do because some have gone on from their careers of sports to careers in um, in, in business, right? And uh, and so some definitely have it, and some are thought leaders on that space as well. Um, but it's also, you know, what other uh, um, applications could you have? So, you know, in your, in your line of business, um, how are you guys doing your, your reach outs? Are you, 
Are you DMing people on LinkedIn? Are you doing cold emails, that, cold yeah. call? We're getting ready to do a massive cold email campaign, but we're we're a hundred percent. Our entire executive team does cold DMs on LinkedIn. That, yeah. that is, and we've got that freaking dialed the hell in. Um, so something that we did for uh, another B two B brand, I think they were a cybersecurity company is they had different regions. So they had um, like their Northeast region uh, and their South region and their West region that we, we uh, were working with. And so they gave us a handful of different major cities and we found kind of top collegiate athletes and top professional athletes or alumni from sports within those cities. We put together a budget for each of those athletes to record a personal video where it comes across very personalized one-to-one, -one, but at the same time um, really explains your business. And so uh, it wouldn't say, hey, Donnie, but it would be like, hey, uh, you know, I wanted to reach out and, and say like, you should come check out this cybersecurity company. It's awesome. Um, I, I think you'd love it. And, you know, they would introduce themselves, but by sending this to their potential clients, it's a face that you recognize. Right. And so what a unique styled LinkedIn DM to get where, you know, let's say you're a Yankees fan and a current Yankees player shows up uh, on your LinkedIn and says, hey, man, uh, how's it going? Hope you're having a good day. You know, I'm the pitcher for the New York Yankees. Want to invite you to come check out Donnie's company. Right. Like people need a kind of differentiator because you're getting hit That's up. That's a huge pattern interrupt, man. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't see that every day. And so it's, it's about creating difference. So it's not just about like, how do I find an athlete who's a thought influencer on LinkedIn that can like be like, hey, here's a, a company I recommend. But it's also about how do I utilize like their name, image and likeness to get an, an extra advantage in my current business. Right. And so um, there, there's more than one style of influencer marketing. It's not just all about like getting them to post. For sure. So, I mean, is is you talked about the affiliate side of things would i be better for a summit getting somebody to post saying hey you should go check out the summit or should i go the affiliate route and go hey if you can sell tickets off of this we'll pay off of all the tickets you can sell off this yes you know, is there a better way to be thinking about this well affiliate marketing works great um but not everyone's going to be open to an affiliate style relationship right um like i said traditionally with with influencers you're not, you're probably not going to get a huge ROI right off the bat. When you go try and work with influencers, none of them are going to guarantee you an ROI. They're not going to guarantee you a certain amount of sales. They're usually going to be able to guarantee you an amount of impressions or a CPM. They can maybe guarantee you engagement. Um, and, you know, they'll back that by uh, doing multiple posts if their first post doesn't get the type of reach that they, they had promised. But even then, not a lot of influencers will promise that. And the reason they do that is because they don't know if, if this is going to create, you know, sell out your product or if it's not going to generate one sale. But they're, for them to take on that affiliate relationship with one brand means that that's now kind of a custom that they could do with a lot of brands. And then they don't really have a career anymore or ability to monetize. Now, if you go the affiliate route, then you're going to find marketplaces where everyone on that platform is an affiliate. And some of them are affiliates through, you know, SEO, through blogging, articling, through ads, um, if you'll allow them. Others are through thought leadership. 
and through influence. And so they've built pages and channels and communities and groups where they'll promote your product into, and they'll do it for just a commission. So if you can find the right affiliate partner, 100%, that, that's a great route to go because you don't have to pay up front for it. But if you want someone who has a much larger sense of influence, they know they know their worth and, and you know they know the value of having their name behind something or you having the ability to use their name, image, and likeness. And, um, and, and that goes a long way, right? And so they have to create a value to it. Yeah, because uh, I mean, for me, I'm partnering up with people who have other organizations like I am. Mm-hmm. And we're doing lives yeah. together and likes like, you know, they may have an upcoming summit. So as we record just like next week, I'm flying down to Atlanta to do the Battle Business Summit with my buddy, Zach. Uh, my buddy, Thomas Keenan's doing his, uh, uh, shit, I can't remember the name of his summit up here. And we're going live together. We have similar audiences, similar client bases, and, and we're doing this kind of co-marketing, you know, if you will. Outside of like my network, how the hell do you, would you find an affiliate that has your right audience and, you know, be able to reach out and go, hey, let's figure out how to partner up on this, you know, um, either blast your audience, bring me in your audience, whatever. Is it is it just a matter of a traditional Google search or is there a, a magic button to find all these people? Yeah, it's, it's usually just a traditional Google search. Like there's, there's a lot of major affiliate marketplaces that you can go and kind of um, uh, list your product or your service on. Um, you have like impact and you have Rakuten advertising and you have CJ affiliates kind of those are, are you know, the major big ones. Um, but like I said, there's so many of these platforms uh, and it's really about finding the ones that also service your niche. So you can go find ones that are specifically in service base or specifically in B2B. And they may not have as many um, uh, advertisers and, and, and as many publishers as, uh, as like a CJ affiliates would have, but they're going to have people that are more specific to what you're trying to do. Um, and, yeah. and there's literally hundreds of these, like if you go search an affiliate marketplace, you're going to find hundreds. So it's definitely worth doing a Google search and finding, and you know, you can go list yourself on multiple of these things. Okay. I like it. So, you know, it's funny is growing up, you never saw like movie stars and commercials, you know, mm-hmm. and then now the movie stars realize, crap, there's a lot of money in freaking commercials. So now you got Matthew McConaughey rolling a booger in a freaking you know commercial and those kind of things happening um, uh, with the Lincolns and, and those type of things. Shaq's all over the place because Shaq's realized that he can endorse you know his own companies and influence the sales and everything like that. Yeah. So, but you're, you're saying it's a long-ass play. Um, how should somebody think through that strategy? Um, meaning if it's a long play, am, am I, am I thinking I hire a influencer and I guess the question is, should I already have a strategy mapped out of what I need them to do? Should they know what to do? Um, how do you best partner up with an influencer to get what? you need over them over the long-term play yeah well i I think the first thing you need to identify is like where are you trying to take your business and and how are you trying to take it there like you need to know some questions and answers about your own business before you bring in a partner essentially and you know if you're doing a long-term relationship with uh, an influencer that's what they are right they're they're a partner whether they're just a marketing partner um 
or maybe you in fact want to give them some kind of shares or equity uh, so they have a bit of stake in the game. But I think the, the first key thing that you need to do is identify your own answers to where you're going, how are you getting there, why are you getting there, um, what do you need to do to get there? Um, because if you can answer those questions for an influencer, um, they're going to have a better idea of how they can support it. So they, they'll they know their audience, they'll know their fan base. Uh, you know, we have a lot of brands that'll come in and be like, here's a script I want them to say. And I'm like, that's fine. They'll say that. But no one is going to believe that they actually wanted to say that or that this is, you know, <laughs> what what they would normally say. Like if if you... I wouldn't give them complete flexibility where they can do whatever they want because they don't know your business as well as you do, but you don't know their fan base as well as they do. Right. So you need to collaborate with them where you're helping them understand your business and they're helping you understand their fan base and their own voice so that you can create a really authentic collaboration in the long run. And and yeah, because I've heard Shaq talk about his commercials and, you know, and He's like, they'll come at me with a commercial idea and then I'll tell them what I'm willing to do. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. rewriting the scripts, you know, as they're going along. And I'm sure he's fumbled the ball a few times on the scripts. But to your point, he knows what his fans are into and what they would be more likely to to lean on. So I like the idea of the partnership in there. Yeah. And, and you know, you you kind of hit it into a, a, a different um, area of influencer marketing, which is these celebrities who are endorsing brands that, you know, they own. Uh, obviously, Matthew McConaughey, I don't think, owns any part of Lincoln. But um, but you look at a lot of these athletes, or sorry, celebs who have their own alcohol brands. Now, and that's a really popular mm-hmm. trend. And look at Dwayne Rock Johnson, right? Exactly. They're all Freaking... getting in the tequila game. <laughs> yep. But uh, it... That's where things started to change was back in the day, you got paid for your name, image, and likeness. It was, hey, you just won the gold medal. We're going to put you on the box of Wheaties. Or we want you in a commercial. um, Or we're going to do product placement in the movies. Now, athletes and celebrities, uh, actors, actresses, they're starting to realize they can make a lot more money in owning a business and utilizing the influence that they have to help promote that because you look at some of the richest celebrities that exist out there. It's not because they're making it all from their movies. It's not because they're making it all from their sports contracts. And trust me, they make a lot of money in their sports contracts and in their movie contracts, but the real money comes when they start to get involved with businesses. And so because that's become so popular, a lot of these celebrities are looking to get involved with businesses and they've traditionally always had like a money manager who maybe invests into a business for them, or they've personally invested some funds into a business for them. But now they're realizing I don't need to just invest money or I don't need to invest money at all. I can actually invest myself um, and then help grow this so that I can, I can, you know, get some takeaway from it. And so a lot of, a lot of influencers now are open to the idea of, um, you know, maybe instead of a a large sum of cash, a partial sum of cash, but some equity in the business. And so for big companies like Lincoln, they can just afford to pay the price. But for smaller companies who are wanting to work with influencers, again, I think you kind of have two routes you can go. 
um, you can work with micro influencers and I'll, I'll kind of speak a little bit about micro influencing and why that's become so popular in a, in a moment here, but, or you can try to work with some really big uh, names and some big influencers, but that's going to cost you a pretty penny. So you can make some trade-offs of just straight cash with some equity, maybe, maybe it's a mix of a deal, some commission, some equity and some cash up front to really kind of take down the the amount owing. So we've, you know, we've helped uh, a lot of businesses create a lot of creative relationships with athletes that work for them and work for the athlete. Yeah, so that's pretty smart. I mean, for a lot of traditional business, this whole idea of influencer marketing, especially if you're on the up and you know, coming small business owner, you know, it's just a wild, wild west in our heads because, you know, we only think about the massive celebrities, the massive sports people, you know, um, like the, the TV series quarterback that just came out mm-hmm. not too long ago. You know, imagine having those guys freaking endorsing your business and you're like, oh, my God, this shit's going to blow up like crazy. So you've ended it a couple of times. Talk to me about the micro influencer side of things, because that sounds like where we would be better spent, you know, a play for our company. Yeah, so what what's funny about Instagram and, and all these social sites is um, they have algorithms throughout their platform, which throttle your engagement. And what I mean by that is you may have someone who has a million followers, but you go look at their posts and maybe they have 100,000 likes or 80,000 likes or 50,000 likes. Why is that? Why why is it that you know you have a million followers but not a million people engaging with your post every time? Or when you make a post, you don't have a million on your reach every time. It's because obviously Instagram and uh, TikTok and all these social sites they can't just go ahead and um, you know every time you post show it to a million people because they also follow a thousand other people. And (laughs) so they can't show everyone, everyone's posts all the time. So what that does is it creates the, you know, they have algorithms. So if uh, they make a post and it starts to trend a little, um, uh, then, uh, then maybe it'll get a lot of reach and impressions, but if it doesn't, then it gets throttled. And so on average, um, when you have someone who has a large following, they have about a two to three, maybe on the high end, a 5% engagement rate. So a million people, when they post, uh, what's 5% of that? Is that 50,000? Um, is... Don't ask me. <laughs> so I think it's, it's 50,000. So you're, you're getting 50,000 people who are interacting with that post. Now, micro-influencers are people with smaller following, usually like kind of in that 2000 to 25,000 range, but their engagement rates are 10 to 20%. So you have someone who has 25,000 followers and they're getting 5,000 people engaging with their posts. Um, now you can afford a hundred of those people for everyone who, every person who has a million right? Or you can afford 50 of them. So now you can create long-term relationships with these micro-influencers versus paying an arm and leg for a one-time post with a a larger influencer, or you can stack them. You can now work with 10 different micro-influencers instead of just working with one major. um, And you'll still get, because of the, the way that engagement works, you'll still get the same amount of reach on fan base, but now you're covering different fan groups, different 
demographics, different regions. Um, you're getting a variety of content that you can use for your own marketing. So now you don't just have one voice promoting your brand. You have 10 to 20. Um, and you can take that content. You can use it. You can market your brand with it. And you can reach more people um, through that micro-influencer. Um, and the other thing, too, is like, you know, think about when you see a big star and they post themselves using a product. Um, on the one hand, you're going to have a lot of people who will see that and immediately want to go buy it. Uh, but you're also going to have a lot of people who kind of brush it off. They're like, ah, they're so big. They do this all the time. So many brands, micro influencers, there's a lot more trust. Uh, you know, they feel like your uh, family and your friend because they are not so big yet. And so uh, their community tends to, to give a lot more trust. So you tend to get a, a decent ROI um, that comes from them off a smaller amount of posts than you would with larger influencers. Yeah. And it goes right back to what it sounds like your AI is fixing. You know, I've, I've gone to the sites before and looked at the micro influencers and, you know, I'm seeing a lot of, Ooh, they're fashion travel and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, luxury clothing lines or whatever else. And I'm like, none of these people fit my world. Mm -hmm. None of these people I want to partner up with to talk about business. Um, because they're, if, if, Somebody who talks nothing about clothing all of a sudden starts coming and talking about a business summit, you know, and all their pictures are duck faced and all that crap, you know, odds are their audience is not going to lean into it. So it goes back to what it sounds like your AI is hopefully fixing, being able to look at their client base and say, this actually makes sense to partner up with them. Yeah. And um, it's amazing how many people come in and go, Oh, I want to work with the biggest name or some name I recognize. And it's like, well, I could, I could pitch you a thousand people that you don't know their name, but their fan base would really resonate with your product. Right. And so it's, it, that's kind of where there's a bit of trust as well in, in the tool and, and kind of our expertise of, of the data we've put together because um, just cause you don't know them doesn't mean that they don't have that fan base and that influence over a fan base where they could promote sales to you. I mean, you don't know every customer you're trying to reach out to, right? So it's, it, yep. it's something where, um, brands have to have a, a little bit more trust in like the idea of influencer marketing to be able to trust the fact that they can pick someone who is a good fit on paper, but they just hadn't heard of them before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, my only stab of anything is influencer marketing was a really half cocked attempt. Um, we have another summit that we do mid year called the champion summit and it was in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I had a VA go and pull every fall person on LinkedIn in Cincinnati who had a 5,000 plus following on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. We sent them a message said, Hey, we'll give you a couple of tickets to come as our guest to the summit. If you'll just post about it, you're going to be at the summit. And we had some people take us up on it. And I can tell you they didn't sell a single ticket for us. Yeah. Um, so listen to this conversation. One, it was a short-term play on my part um, to do this. But two, I didn't look at their engagement level of, you know, are people leaning in when they post things and the like. So because um, to your point of the 2% versus 10%, you know, uh, you see somebody like, you know, Federer or The Rock, you know, post and you can watch how many people are actually seeing their content. Yeah. You know, so 
It's wild. Just chalked it up as one more thing that us business owners got to think about from a marketing strategy, you know, standpoint is what is the best tactic to get your brand out there to, to get more awareness of what, you know, you're doing. So when do you think that AI will be launched out for everybody to use? Uh, so we'll be launching at the end of next month. So right now there's some early access. People can go to millions.co slash AI. Uh, be able to sign up for that early access and uh, the full tool will be launching end of August and we're just going to be consistently working on it, feeding it more data to make the AI smarter and smarter. So um, right now it has a lot of data points that we've built, but uh, as more people utilize it, it'll just get even better. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Brandon, this has been really cool, my friend. Uh, appreciate the, the insights and the discussion. Um, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, so you can email me at brandon at millions.co uh, and would love to talk with them, um, whether it's influencer marketing or other growth marketing. Uh, and if, you know, if you're a business and you're trying to figure out the right influencer and you're interested in sports, well, we have over 4,000 of them to connect you with. So uh, <laughs> feel free to That's shoot awesome. me an email and we can connect you with the right talent to, uh, to represent your brand. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.